chapter 2 this morning. Matthew chapter 2. We are going to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to look at the story of the wise men. And I know, I know the wise men were not there at the manger. I know as far as tradition goes, you always see the three wise men there at the manger bringing gifts to Jesus. I know we don't know that there was only three wise men. Familiar with all that stuff, but at the same time, uh, they are kind of a part of the Christmas tradition, and they definitely are a part of the uh, of the story that often is talked about with Jesus Christ. And what I want to do this morning, uh, I want to speculate a little bit. I think it's okay to speculate things on the Bible as long as it doesn't contradict something that we see in the Bible. And I, I think it's good to speculate. I think it's good because it causes us to think a little bit and just wonder and maybe study a little bit deeper. And let's go ahead and read the story, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1-12. through 12, And then I want to tell you what I want to kind of speculate on about these wise men. So first off, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor, and shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also." When they had heard the thing, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. When they had opened the treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. So a few things I almost want to point out here. Notice that Jesus here is a young child. It refers to Him as a young child. We see in the story that Herod diligently inquired of the wise men what time the star appeared. And then if you read on later in the story, He commanded that all the young male children under two years old be killed. And I believe He picked two years because it would probably have been two years since they had seen that star. And these wise men that were from the east, most people believe they came over probably from Persia, and they had followed that star. And so by the time they found where Jesus was, He was two, uh, he would have been about two years old. And so uh, we see that this, story, you know, this did not happen on that Christmas. They were not, the wise men were not at the manger. But I do believe that night that Jesus was born, I believe that was when that star appeared that they saw and they knew that something was up. They saw a star. I mean, think about this. They saw a star and they knew it meant something. They knew what it meant. They knew. I mean, they came to Herod and they said, Where is he that is born the king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east. 
Okay, now I when I read the story, the question that comes to mind is my mind is how did the wise men know? Think about that. How did they know the Messiah had been born and that they knew it from seeing a star? Well, how did that star tell them that specifically? Because I don't I haven't noticed anything in the Old Testament that said when the Messiah was born, a star would be in the sky that people could see that you know you could follow and find the Messiah. I don't see that in the Old Testament. We see these men were from the east. They were probably from Persia. They probably didn't even have a copy of the Old Testament, but they knew by a star the king of the Jews had been born. They knew to worship this child. I believe they worshipped in a way, not just like in a way of respect like you do for other kings. I think they understood just who this child was. I think they understood he was the Messiah. They probably even understood that he was God. They came and they worshipped him. And I do. I look at that. I'm like, how did they know? How did these wise men know? I mean, it, it kind of puzzles me. It interests me. And I want to speculate a little bit this morning based on things that we see in Scripture, how these wise men may have known what that star meant. And so, first off, I want you to go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 19. So maybe, okay, I'm speculating here. I, I'm not. I have. I'm not coming to any major conclusions through this message. But I want to get us thinking, and as we do that, as we look at some of these things that may have caused the wise men to know, I think it answers another question that many people have. And so, I'm not really trying to leave you hanging with this message. I'm hoping to give you some conclusions in another area. But maybe the stars tell us more than we think. Just like the Bible actually says they do. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 19, verse 1. It says, "...the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And them hath He set a tabernacle for the sun." which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Right here we see that the stars, they tell us something. They utter speech from day unto day. Pastor Tommy, what is that speech? Well, you know what? I can't really tell you for sure. You know, and I think one of the main reasons I can't is because I am in many ways, I'm ashamed to say this, a typical American. Think about how often do we look at the stars? I mean, what, what do we do at night? Okay? At night, we stay inside and you know, watch television or something. We, we, don't, we don't look out at the stars. We're not out there. I mean, most people, they live in towns or people who live in city. And if you live in a city, you can't even see the stars. Most of time, you live in town, you can't see very good. I live out in the country where I I can actually see the stars really good at night. But you know what? I don't go out and look at them that often. I have before. I'm mean, especially when we first moved out there. We were just kind of you know we'd been living in town for a while. And we were amazed at how good you can see the stars. When I get up a lot of times at you know at three in the morning to go to work, I mean some nights it is just amazing how clear the stars are. But you know how I mean how often do we Sit and look, observe closely, meditate on it, talk about it. I mean, 
we see in the Bible, the stars tell us something. Now, am I saying we all need to get into astrology? No. Okay, if, if you if you want, well, all right, you know, brother Thomas tells us we need to learn about the stars, and you go home on tonight on Google and look up astrology. You're going to learn a whole bunch of false things. We see in the Bible there's a bad astrology, but at the same time, you know, there's good things too that we could learn. But you know what? We're just clueless with that stuff. We don't sit back and just observe God's creation. I mean, not many people in our culture today just get out in nature. And go on hikes and observe creation. Observe, you know, observe animals. I mean, we we need to do. I think we need a lot more of that in our culture. Just people just getting out in nature. One of my favorite things to do is just get out on a kayak and just go down the river. And it, it's nice. There's some spots that I found where there are these little inlets and things you can go in. You can tell people just haven't been back there in forever. And you know, just place you can get alone. And we, we don't do that. We don't observe things. And I wonder how many things we miss because we don't observe nature. We don't pay attention to these things. And I can tell you right here from the Scripture, one of the things that people miss out on is the fact that there is a Creator. That is one thing we know that the you know, stars tell us. There is a Creator. The, you know, our planet that we live on and you know, the things that we see in nature, they tell us that there is a God. And people today, it's amazing with all that we have in nature that they believe in things like evolution. It's amazing that there are even such a thing as atheists that do not believe that there's a God. You know why? You know a lot of these atheists too, a lot of them are city people. And you know, I can I can kind of get that. If you never I mean if you live in a city surrounded by nothing but people and man made things, never seen anything in nature. I mean it's amazing how many people who live in cities that have never been outside. The city. My dad used to tell me stories about a, uh, a guy he used to work for. His wife, when they first got married, they went and drove out in the country, and she like got all excited, wanted him to stop the car because she saw cows. She had never seen cows before, and that's like one. You know, for us, you know, rural people, where you know that's no big deal at all. But you know, city people never seen cows before. You know, and it's funny you know, it, that the things that I remember when we went out west. First time we saw antelope, man. We were all excited. We stopped the car. We were taking pictures of them and everything. And people were just kind of looking at us funny like it's just antelope. And we found out why. Because after we'd been out there for a while, there's antelope everywhere. You know, and it's, you know, it's no big, it is no big deal out there to see it. But, you know, some people, they literally, they never get outside. They never get out in nature. They never get off their televisions. They never get off their cell phones and their computers. And you know what? We're missing things. People are missing things that they ought to see. And we, we could we could talk a lot about things that people are going to miss, but we're not going to take time to do that this morning. But Genesis chapter 1, look what it says there in verse 14. It's clear the stars do tell us things. In verse 14, it says, "...and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years." It said, let them be for signs. Okay, Signs of what? Well, we're going to look at one thing here in a little bit. But it says um, in verse 15, "...and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And He made the stars also, the lights in the sky. God put them there. One of the things, four signs. They're going to tell us things. They're going to warn us about things maybe. Maybe one of the things that was going to warn us about, one of the most mentioned 
astrological things you'll see in the Bible is the event where the sun gets darkened and the moon turned to blood. That is mentioned over and over again in the Old Testament. The prophets wrote about the sun being darkened, the moon turned to blood, the stars falling from heaven. That's mentioned over and over again in the Old Testament. It was mentioned in Matthew chapter 24 when Jesus talked about His return. I believe it's going to happen right before His return. And we see it mentioned in Revelation chapter 6. Verse 12, it says, "...and I beheld when He had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll." when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their place. Right there we see here this event that happens in the sky where the stars fall, where it mentions the sky is departed like a scroll. We sing about that and it is well with my soul. When Jesus Christ returns, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump showers out and the Lord shall descend. We see that there's something that's going to happen in the sky before Christ returns. Now, is it possible to look in the sky if we observed enough? Could we possibly see something coming that would maybe tell us when this event would happen? Probably not, but at the same time, maybe. I don't know. We'll probably never figure it out because we don't observe. We don't pay attention to these things. And you can say, oh, there's no way. I, you know. Well, but here's the thing. We do see that the Bible mentions that God put them there for that reason. And we see a story in the Bible where these wise men, just from observing the stars, knew that the Messiah had been born and were able to actually find Him through observing stars. And I don't get that. I don't understand how they did it. But you know, I'm just not as wise as them. Maybe if I spent more time, you know, <laughs> observing things, you know, instead of you know doing what what most Americans do, I don't know. But it's just a thought. Maybe they knew it just from the stars, like the Bible says. It was there for signs, and they did. The, they looked at it. They observed. They did the math, and they figured it out. Maybe, maybe that's why. Or maybe it's because. Uh, look at Romans chapter one, verse sixteen. Maybe they knew, maybe they were able to find the Messiah the way they did from following the star. Because, you know, there's something inside everyone that understands right from wrong. There's something inside everyone that understands sin and punishment. It's inside everyone. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein, Okay, there in the Gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, 
they became fools. We see that there are certain things that God has just revealed to us through creation. And one of those things is the wrath of God and punishment for sin. Do you realize there are things in creation that people have been able to see that they know? And I think the best way to illustrate this, every culture pretty much has some kind of legend or idea of some you know, cataclysmic end of the world. Okay, you know, remember the remember the big Mayan scare in 2012. You know, they had predicted the end of the world in 2012, and you know, how did they know? Well, I, I don't understand all they did and how they came to that conclusion. But you know what? If the Mayans, maybe the Mayans did see something in the stars, see something with the planet that told them that you know, if, that told them the world was going to end, maybe close to this time. You know, they were off by a little bit because. It's clear all over creation that you know God has revealed the wrath of God. Maybe they called it something else. Maybe they had an idea of another God. But there are many different you know ideas and theories about the world, the end of the world coming. In different religions, different cultures, where did these people get the idea that the world's going to end one of these days? They got it through things that God put in creation to show them, one, that there's a God. It talks about His eternal Godhead. It talks about how there's going to be punishment coming on this world because of sin. It's like our world, they just instinctively know through things in creation that they're not going to get away with all the sin that's going on. And God has revealed it through things in creation. And you know, most culture believe, cultures believe that this coming judgment is coming from a higher power. They might not refer to Him as God or Jesus Christ. But think about it, even in America today, in America, our heathen American culture that we have today, they are all predicting a catastrophic end of the world, aren't they? But And who's that catastrophic end of the world coming through? Mother Nature. Why? Global warming. Our sin of burning too many fossil fuels and things. And they've come up with this end of the world scenario because you know because but they're going off of who they worship. You know they worship the creation more than the creator. They worship Mother Nature, and even the world can see that you know what this planet's not going to be around forever. It's funny too because we see that the world eventually is going to be destroyed by fire, and you know and our scientists and everything are talking about you know basically the world burning up and global warming, and it's true. I believe in global warming. I believe this planet is going to get torched eventually, but it's not because of our sin of burning too many fossil fuels. It's because of our sin against God. And it's coming. They're accrediting it to another God and for different reasons, but even America sees an end of the world is coming. Why? Because it's just apparent in creation. There's things that God put there and... The wise men, they were able to see some of these things. And they did. They figured out when the Messiah was going to be born. And part of it too, you know, it mentions that light. Okay, John chapter 1, 9, 1 verse 9 says, talking about Jesus Christ, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Okay, and one of the things that I hope we, you, can, you will understand through all this is many times that question comes up, you know, what about people in different parts of the world that have never heard the gospel? 
What about people from China? You know, where Buddhism's so big. You know, what about people in darkest Africa that nobody's ever got been able to get the gospel to? Listen, there are things in creation that people ought to be able to see and understand that there's a God. There are things in creation that people ought to be able to see to understand that there is a thing of sin and punishment for sin. It is clear God and it mentions there in Romans, God's done that so they would be without excuse. Okay, there's no excuse. You know, think about it too. The Jews, they should have been expecting the Messiah. There's things that you and I we look back on now in the Old Testament. We can look, we can look back on it and we we can see that the Bible predicted the year that Jesus would be born. Okay, would we have known it back then? I don't know. We probably would have been like the rest of them. But the Bible is very clear. And then even after the wise men showed up and told Herod, hey, Herod, hey, the Messiah has been born. Herod told he went to his men and said, hey, where is he going to be born at? And then they went and took the scriptures and they read from the book of Micah. He's going to be born in Bethlehem. They knew that from the scriptures, the Bible told them. And think about it. They had the Word of God that gave all kinds of good clues and they didn't figure it out. The wise men, they figured it out just from the stars. So I mean, just an amazing thing. And listen, the world does not have an excuse for not getting saved. The world does not have an excuse for the wickedness. You know, Maybe these wise men were able to find out when the Messiah was born. Maybe they understood the signs and the stars because they listened to the call of wisdom. Go to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 20. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 20. Remember, these things we're talking about here, they apply to everybody. Say, well, these guys, they were special because they were wise men. But you know, you don't have to be intelligent to be wise. You don't have to have a high IQ to be wise. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20. It says, wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates in the city. She uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that for that they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto Me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. You all see what is said there. We see that wisdom, the Bible says, it's crying out to people. People could be wise if they just wanted to be wise. You know, we've got a lot of fools in our world today. There's a lot of fools. There's, there's atheists. The Bible says the fool is said in their heart there is no God. There's a lot of people that, are make, that make foolish mistakes. And you realize these people that do this, you know, they act like it's not my fault. I, you know, I didn't know any better. But the truth is, they rejected it. If, we, if you wanted to be wise, you could have it. 
It's crying out for you. It's, it reproves you. It says, you know, you wouldn't listen to my reproof. You would not pay attention to what I was telling you. And so as a result of it, you're going to eat of the fruit of your own ways. It says they did not choose the fear of the Lord. It's people's choices that get them in the trouble that they get into. And we see here, if people wanted to be wise, they could, but they don't. And it's like, well, who doesn't want to be wise? You know who doesn't want to be wise? People who like their sin. People who are in, you know, they, uh, some people, they, they do, they, they enjoy the sin, they enjoy wickedness, they enjoy their own devices, and as a result of it, they reject wisdom. Okay? These, you know, these people, sometimes it's discouraging, you know, you'll go and you'll witness to somebody, and it, you know, they don't get saved, and you're like, you know, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? Did I not present it good enough? You know, was I not clear enough? Do I just not understand this stuff? No, listen, there's something in people, you know, there's that light. Jesus Christ is that light that lighteth every man that comes into the world. But we're going to see more scripture on this. Many people, they just don't like the light. They like the wickedness. They like the sin. And do you understand that people in dark places in the world, some of these dark, wicked places, the, the reason those places are dark and wicked, it's because that's what the people want. Okay, and we've got to remember that too. This is just kind of a side note. I'm getting kind of tired of America thinking that we can go and fix things in other countries. You know, we think we can go and spread democracy and we can make things better in these countries. Do you realize every nation is where it is at because it's because that's where it wants to be? And you say, oh no, nobody wants that. You know, every nation wants freedom. They want no. Some people want wickedness, and guess what? If you're going to be wicked, you're going to have dictators. You're going to have oppression. You're going to have famines and pestilences. You're going to have all these things. They have what they have because it's what they want. And in America, we're going downhill real fast, and it's because that's what people want. People like the wickedness. They like the immorality. They like all the trash, and so we are. You know, things are things are getting worse, and things are getting darker even in America. But it's not because there's something wrong with God. It's because that's what people want. And we see here in the Bible that wisdom it's calling out for people in the streets, but most people reject it. Here we see men in the Bible that are referred to as wise men. Maybe what made these guys different than everybody else is when wisdom was crying out in the streets, they paid attention. When wisdom was reproving them whenever they would mess up, they would pay attention and they would learn from it and they were able to learn things that other people were not able to learn. They were able to see things. I mean, imagine you know what it must have been like to meet the Savior, to meet the Messiah as a young child. I mean, what a privilege it must have been to go and worship at His feet and to bring those gifts to Him. Why did they get that special favor? Well, because they just listen to maybe it was because they just listen to wisdom. You know, we see people all the time that maybe are in positions we would like to be in. They're, they're receiving blessings that we would like to have, and a lot of times we look at that and we think, you know, why can't I have that? Well, maybe because we're not listening to wisdom. Maybe we're going after foolishness. Maybe they did. You could have wisdom if you wanted it. If you are not a wise person, it's because you don't want to be wise. It's because you enjoy. The sin in your life. We see in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15, it says, Foolishness is bound 
in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Okay? It's part of our human nature to want to be foolish, to do foolish things. Okay? And, you know, sometimes we like watching, there's this program, it's called What Went Down, and pretty much it shows people trying to do fancy things and they just get hurt. And it's hilarious. And we see people just doing the most dangerous, stupid things and get hurt. It's like, what is wrong with these people? And they're foolish. I mean, it's people are so dumb. They had this one. These people are standing there, and it's this guy standing. There, he's got like a glass beer bottle. And he's gonna break it. Wants to break it over this guy's head. And the guy's like, ah, you know, should I do this? And he's like, yeah, fine, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you do it. And the one guy's girlfriend's there, and she's just like, make sure you do it really hard. You know, the faster you do it, you know, the easier it is. And you can kill some. I know on TV all the time they break bottles over people's head, but in real life you can kill somebody from that. And that guy went and took the bottle and creamed that guy in the head, and it didn't break. And I mean, this is. How can people be so dumb? People, they want to be. And I think probably one of the reasons those people were so dumb too is that beer bottle just happened to be empty. And so that probably had a lot to do with it right there. But it is, it's just bounding people. And you know, you shouldn't let your kids watch that. And you know, I was like, well, sometimes I like to let them watch it. Like, this is what stupid people do. And this is the consequences. And if you guys ever do this stuff, not only will you deal with the pain of your own stupidity, then I'm coming after you too. Because this is just this is ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's amazing. But that's what the Bible says. The rod of correction drives it from them. Well, why use a rod? That's painful. Well, not as painful as what their own foolishness can do to them. You know, when people are standing on top of cars and trying to jump on another moving car while somebody videos it and you know, jumping from rooftops and falling and just all the crazy things these people do. You know what? And you see these people, I mean, who knows, you know, who knows how bad they get hurt. Some of these people maybe even get killed. You know what? Maybe their mom and dad would have spanked them. <laughs> they wouldn't have gotten hurt that bad. And it's just it's it's crazy. But I say all this to say that wisdom it is it's available. Okay? People that you see that are fools out there that do the most foolish things, it's just because they're rejecting wisdom. They like sin. See, there is no excuse for people anywhere in the world not to get saved. Oh, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, I don't know how. I don't understand everything either. But we do see in the Bible people who are looking for the truth. They seem to find it. People who go for the light find it. We see men like that Ethiopian eunuch out in the middle of a desert. Reading the book of Isaiah. He didn't know what he was reading about. He didn't understand it. But boy, there was something about it. He knew there was a light inside of him that said, pay attention to this. He He couldn't figure it out how to get saved just from reading the book of Isaiah. But you know what? God, in a miraculous way, sent Philip out there to preach Jesus to him. And that man got saved. What made him special? He was trying to find that light. He was going for the light. He wasn't doing like most of the world does and going after darkness. Go ahead and turn over to John chapter 1. We're going to close this. There's no excuse for any for people anywhere in the world not to get saved. When people don't get saved, 
It's because they rejected light. And notice the wise men, they found Christ by following a literal light. And the way they followed that light to the very light of the world, okay, look at, well, look at what John chapter 1 verse says. Yeah, they, they, did, they followed a light to the light, with a capital L, of the world. And in John chapter 1, and verse 3, I forgot to turn over, I forgot to turn over there. Look, there, there's a few things we see in here that are so good, and these are things that I think we need to understand. And when I say there's no excuse for people not to get saved anywhere in the world, don't I don't think that means you know all right, we don't need to worry about sending missionaries. No, they need a preacher. And I believe if there's people out there that are are following that light, God's going to get somebody out there. And I prefer it be you know me or you know one of us. We need to be the ones to do that. Don't just depend on somebody else doing it. But John chapter one verse three says, "All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life." And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. I like that too. Every man cometh into the world. All of them. Hey, Jesus wants to save everybody, not just some chosen select group of there. He wants to save everybody. He likes every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came into His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in His name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So we see that Jesus Christ, He is that light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Everyone who has ever been born, okay, that light in some way, shape, or form has appeared to them in their life. Okay, But not everybody gets saved. Not everybody's going to get saved. Why is that? Well, we find out why in John chapter 3 and verse 18. It's not because they had the sorry luck of being born in some place like China or some country where it's hard to get the gospel out. You know, we do. We try to make excuses for these people, and the Bible says they're without excuse. Listen, even people in the darkest parts of the world, Jesus Christ is that light that lights every man that cometh into the world. So why don't they get it? Why don't more people get saved in these dark places? Well, we see in John chapter 3, verse 18, He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil." For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Y'all see that? If they come to the light, their deeds will be reproved. That's what it said wisdom does too. Wisdom, it reproves you. But people reject it. And I said, I don't understand how it works in everybody's life, but I believe the light of Jesus Christ shines in some way, shape, or form in the life of everyone in this world. And there are some 
who go after that light. And those who do, I believe somehow God's going to get a, get a gospel, get the gospel to them somehow. But many say, you know what? I like my wickedness, and it's their own choice. It is, and we should have compassion on people in dark parts of the world. We ought to have a desire to try to get the gospel so we can we can be the ones to reach that one person that's out there that's going for the light. But if they're there, it's because that's exactly where they want to be. They love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And so these wise men that found the, that found Jesus Christ that day, I believe it's possible they found because they did. They were smart enough. They figured something out in the stars. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I'm thankful that I don't think we need to necessarily go out looking at the stars to try to figure things out. I think we have something much easier. We have the Word of God. We're much easier, much more complete. This is what we need. Okay. But at the same time, if there was somebody out there who didn't have access to the Scriptures, like the wise men probably, I think there's things that they could still figure out that they need to know. And if they really do have to have the Scriptures, or I think in most cases they do, God's going to get somebody to them. Back in Jesus' day, they didn't have the completed Scriptures. There weren't Bibles all over the place. And God, for these for these men who loved light, who were going for the light, God revealed things to them in the stars. That was the way for Him to do it for them. I don't think He's going to do that today. Uh, but at the same time, I believe that is one of the reasons He did that. And so I say all this to show that these wise men that we talk about, I don't believe they were any special class, some special privilege. Some, you know, I'm sure they were very smart people, but I think all of us are capable of being wise if we would go after it. Everyone in this world could be a wise person if they would listen to the cries of wisdom. If everybody in this world would be saved if they would just follow that light like those wise men did. If they would follow that light, I believe they would find Jesus Christ. If anybody in any part of the world, if they would, if they would follow that light every time, it's going to lead them to Jesus. Just like that star led the wise men. It was right over that spot where Jesus was. Think about that. And you know what's interesting too? Because that was two years later. So, the Bible doesn't tell us this. So another question I have is, had that light been following Jesus around for two years? And if it did, how come nobody else noticed this? How come nobody else paid attention to it? And we don't see any evidence that that light was still there after that happened. Maybe that light was something that God put in the sky especially for those men. Especially for them because God saw something in them that He wants to see in everybody. And I do. I believe that anybody in this world who is going for that light, God will do something special for that person. Maybe even something miraculous to lead them to Jesus Christ. And so... We need. I thank God for that. And so I say what we need to learn from this is let's seek after wisdom. Let's listen to it. Let's pay attention. You know, Let's hear what it has to say and let's follow it. And thankfully, we know the big part, it's going to lead you to Jesus Christ. 
It's going to lead you to His Word. Get in the Word. Study the Word. Let's try to be the one that God uses to get the message of Jesus Christ to these people that are going after light. They're out there. They're out there in every part of the world. I believe there's Christians in every part of the world in some of the darkest places. Why? Because Jesus Christ is that light that lights every man that comes into the world. And thank God for that. So with that, let's all stand together.